head into the Ringerverse to stay up to date with all things superheroes and nerd culture entertainment. Hosted by a rotating lineup of superfans at the Ringer, including Mallory Rubin and Van Lathan, shows will provide instant reactions to blockbuster releases, insightful backstories on canon, and mind-bending theories, as well as fresh takes on the latest news and rumors. Check out the Ringerverse on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross battle season one champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The silver lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. listening You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to Masked Man Mania Night One. I'm here with the baby face of all baby faces, John Kermit. How you doing, man? I'm great, Dave. I feel like I'm 12 years old again. <laughs> <laughs> Night one of WrestleMania 2021 was as good as it, better than it, it exceeded all my expectations. And even the stuff that I didn't expect to be that good was fine. It was really good. Like right. every, the good, the stuff I thought was going to be good was great. And the stuff that I didn't care that much about was actually, it, it held my attention. It was fantastic. Yeah, I definitely was not looking forward to seeing, you know, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon, but you still seeing a 51 year old fly is just entertaining regardless, you know, so you can't you can't complain. Honestly, great card. We, we will get there. I, I want to. Of course, we get to start with the biggest news of the night. We have a new WWE Smackdown Women's Champion and her name is Bianca Belair and she is. um Wow. Wow. What I think the overarching theme of the night was. Am I wrong? I mean, honestly, I feel like if you, if you had showed me this card six months ago, I probably would have gotten every single pick wrong, <laughs> like based on knowing absolutely nothing. It was a lot of making stars. It wasn't just making new stars, but they there were a lot of, like every match had a star turn. And I think that's what you got to hope for in a company right. like this at a time like this and a night like this. But let's talk about that main event. They announced... I think was it right shortly before the event, the day before or something that um that this was a that the main event was officially going to be Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Um, they teased it for a while. We had an idea, um, but they they just plotted the night out really really well. But this match, if there was one knock going into this 
WrestleMania weekend. It's that I was excited for this match, but the build has been capital M-E-H. Just yep, like, 100%. it's not fantastic. There's this thing in wrestling where sometimes when they when a, when a promoter, this is going way back, when a promoter knows they have a money match, they kind of just, just fast forward until they get there. Like, we know this is going to sell tickets. We're not trying to get anybody bloody in the bill. We're not trying to, like, raise the stakes. We know that we have, we know that bell to bell, we have a money match, and the fans are going to know that, too. Now, I'm not going to give WWE all that credit, but if I had never heard of Bianca Belair before tonight, she earned the title bell to bell tonight. Like if that was the first time I'd seen her, if I had no expectations, the story they told in the match wasn't just rookie overcomes the odds, whatever it was. Take a person and make them into the biggest star in the company. And I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and watch this match four times. I got to I got to say the first note I have when watching this match was I didn't know they had this many moves and I don't mean them meaning these two wrestlers I mean like they in the world <laughs> I've never seen like honestly I can't remember seeing a match a championship match this long where it didn't feel like they ever went back to the well on anything like it was like every it was this every beat was was original I mean compared to the rest of the match it was so so good. Oh, 100%. I was like trying to think of a couple of moves to kind of list off here that they did. And there's just so many. I like the first thing that comes to mind was Bianca Belair hitting like a standing shooting star press. I wasn't expecting to see that uh, tonight, but there was just so many different things. For me, it was like the way they they were able to encapsulate like emotion in the storytelling, like the the close-ups on Bianca Belair's face and Sasha's face in the entire match where you see Sasha's kind of going from being the the veteran in the match to kind of slowly kind of taking herself out of the match, you know, mentally and the fact that Bianca Belair is uh, kicking out of all of her, all, all of her stuff. And then you see Bianca Belair uh, in the reverse of it where, you know, as she fights back, she's like, what else does it take after she hits the 450 splash? I just really mm-hmm. love the emotion behind it. Um, and the fact that they were just able to recover after, you know, just like the moment of it all being the first black women in a main event and that that's monumental not just because there are women having a one-on-one match but there hasn't been a two black wrestlers one-on-one in a wrestlemania match period so to to be to be in that moment you saw them both kind of cry and kind of take in that moment at the beginning of the match and then to get get to business is really amazing and i i tweeted this out i honestly think it's already a it's a match of the year candidate already just off of like the emotion behind it the impact of it and just just great moves honestly it's early. It's definitely early, though. I will admit that. I don't have any doubt that we'll be talking. I mean, listen, it's night one of WrestleMania. If this were the end of WrestleMania, if, if this were the end of night two, I would say there's no doubt that that'll be in like that'll be in the running for match of the year. We don't know what's going to happen. We already just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow night. But I think regardless, that match was so, so well done. I'm like, it was. Wow. The, the, the spot where, first of all, the moment of the whole match was before the match started. Was them was them like choking up in the yep, ring? Exactly, exactly. Man, this it, it it like I'm getting choked up right now thinking about <laughs> it. The the thing that I always I mean, listen, wrestling's fake, but we want it to be real. And the thing that I always say when I'm when someone usually when it's not a serious situation, 
the thing I always say is when you're booking a character, the main, like the first thing needs to be that this human, when you're creating a character, this is a human being that has chosen to pursue professional prize fighting. Right. Right. Like that's the first thing. So if the first thing on your list of personality characteristics is this guy's a dentist, then like, no, you're probably doing <laughs> this wrong. Right. You could, that could be a little bit of it, but like the important thing is that these are athletes that want to win. And that moment at the beginning of the ring was the moment felt like two people who appreciated where they were and what they'd accomplished and that they both desperately wanted to win the match. Like they, like they, they, they were there, they had earned their spot. And that was part of the, part of the reward. Now what came after that was the real reward. Did you see the clip of, um, of, uh, Bianca get, uh, going backstage after the, after the event? No, I haven't seen it yet. Her husband, Montez Ford, was there waiting for her right behind the curtain. As a matter of fact, just like picked her up off the ground before she was even out of the curtain and just like carried her 10 feet, you know, just like this is amazing. It was so great. It's so it's so amazing. Um, The emotion was the emotional stakes were real and they brought that out in the match, too. Um, You mentioned a couple of the great moments, you know, the 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 bit where. Well, the gorilla press bit, but if, but the fact that they set that whole thing up with Sasha doing like the tope out of the ring, and then the, yep. and then and then she get caught, did the the rollover, and then just gorilla press her for like like a stroll down the aisle it was Amazing. so cool, so cool. Sa- Sasha Banks is a real real gift for being able to work as like a smaller wrestler, but never but not having to seem like a weak a weaker wrestler does that make sense like she's 100% like, makes sense um because she can go on the offense and she can like you should be as impressive as anybody else you know with her physical feats but then you know when she needs to when she needs to get ragdolled there's nobody better exactly like when bianca uh was suplex uh held her up in like the suplex stance and tapped her her legs on the on all four ropes and then you know dropped her like that was an amazing spot but uh let's talk about how the use of hair in this match like i, I think <laughs> bianca bella's hair has been used previously but i just love the way uh sasha banks used it to uh to get her into but yeah, when she locks her into the the bank statement after kind of tying up her arms, I love that. And then at the end, she attempts to use the hair again. Bianca pulls the hair. That's all. I feel like that's so like the symbolism behind it with you know pulling the hair. That's her hair. Whips her with the hair and then uh, gets her finisher in on her. Like that was just amazing. Uh, but yeah, that's a that was just a great match. Uh, what what other matches did you like tonight? Ooh, uh, I mean, we can just go down the list. Um... And skip the tag team turmoil match. Uh, <laughs> Cesaro versus Seth Rollins was just a hell of a match. I mean, just sure. really, really good match. And it was like there it was like, it, there was something kind of bittersweet about it, right? Because we've been waiting for a moment like this for from Cesaro for a decade, you know. And they've and they've never gave him a shot. They've given him like fifteen different jackets to wear to the ring, and he had a nice new one tonight. But he's uh, they've they've never never really given this opportunity. I think that I mean the, to me. I, you know, we're all fantasy booking all the time. Uh, to me, I, I am most intrigued by who Cesaro lines up against, squares off against next, right? I mean, they could, they might just drag the Seth thing out forever, as they're, you know, Seth Rollins feuds are want to do. But I mean, you have a 
white meat baby face who just won a huge WrestleMania match who's gonna be who's on you know SmackDown. There's there's some opportunities there. There's a lot of things you could do with that. I honestly, I, I hope this doesn't sound negative, but I hope they don't throw him into like the intercontinental title feud because I feel like to throw him in there, it's not like it's a it's a demotion or anything. Like that would be solid, but I feel like if he gets thrown there, that's just like the highest his ceiling is going to ever be. I think they really need to capitalize on the fact that he just beat Seth freaking Rollins, as they love to call him. Like he needs to be kind of pushed to the moon. Like I would love to see him face off with either whoever loses between uh, between Edge and Roman Reigns, whoever does doesn't uh, come out with the title or even if they both don't come out with the title but I want them to kind of keep that momentum going by like facing facing them off with more main event level talent because I, I mean Cesaro in terms of like his in-ring work he's clearly that good that he should be up there so I hope that they can kind of capitalize on it now that this is as you said like he this is as hot as he's gonna be so I really hope that, that, that they don't just kind of say we'll throw him into the mid card and just kind of use him there for a couple more months because I feel like if they do that in six months, he's probably going to go right back down to to where he was, you know, a year ago. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think that they should just double down on the badassness of him. And, uh, and I mean, you could just throw him right in there against Roman Reigns next, you know, next week. It could be like you could really do something with him, you know, but you just really got to commit to him. It yeah. seemed like tonight could have been a good first step or it's, you know, whatever. But like. I mean, what a great, that was just a fantastic match. Um, yeah. And man, to have a whole match that's built around the airplane spin. Yeah. Or sorry, sorry, the Cesaro the swing. spin swing. Yeah. Yep. And also there was a UFO in the match too. But to have that be your two big spots and to have everything drenched, you got to go out there just being like, what the hell? Like, that's a huge recovery. It's, it's amazing that they made that work. Um, we had so much more to talk about. We we got to talk Bad Bunny. That is that uh, is next for me. We have to talk about it. Uh, how did you feel about Bad Bunny's performance tonight? I was, I, you know, I said I said on our last show, I was very excited because I, you know, my because there's you know he'd apparently been training. He moved to Florida and been training at the Performance Center not three times a day, but that was also my my greatest source of of, of hesitation, right? Because it's just like what if they think he's going to carry the match and he can't? That's going to be a problem. Well, it turns out he could carry the match, so I had nothing right. to worry about at all. What a freaking man! First, I mean, it was he was great. The whole that whole thing was so cool, and he didn't do. It wasn't a lot of silly stuff like like right. making him look stronger than he should than you know than he probably could. Uh, it, there was just like every everything they set him up for was fantastic. Honestly, if he was a real wrestler and I was giving notes, I don't think I'd have. I think my only note is he te- like like he jumped off a millisecond before every kickout. That was my yeah. only <laughs> note for Bad Bunny. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really crazy in the fact that like this doesn't didn't feel like a celebrity match at all in my opinion. In the fact that typically with the celebrity match, I expect them to be the person that gets the hot tag and and make some, you know, bullshit save that no one believes, but he was taking the bumps the entire match. He was he was the workhorse of the match, really. Did a Hurricane Rana. Honestly, I'm just I'm so impressed in the fact that like to the, to the point where I want to see him back again. Like I, I I'm all in on it, which sounds I don't I doubt they're going to really go all in on this. I feel like this is probably just a one off, but if they wanted to, he could stay around for a good like 6 months even if it's like, you know, just some minor mid-card stuff. But I was thoroughly impressed and enjoyed it all including what was that move that he hit on the outside that had the Miz and uh Damian Priest's 
jaw dropped on, on John Morrison. I don't even know what that was, but it was insane. Wait, which one? The like the the flip. It, it's all. It looks like a standing sunset flip, pretty much. Oh, the yeah. um, uh, the Canadian destroyer. Uh, it listen in a vacuum. That is the coolest thing I've ever seen to see him <laughs> do that move. Now you know Ricky Morton, who's like eighty nine years old, did that in AEW late twenty nineteen. But it, it's sort of the move. It's sort of the coolest move that a guy who can't do who he wouldn't expect to do that move can do. It's a right. I think. Uh, Dustin Rhodes, I think it was like it's 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 this weird, just sort of like new age, like it's the new version of the suicide dive. It's like everybody can kind of do it, but it's still really cool. Um, but that was really awesome when he did that. And um, I don't know, he just looked really fluid. He was really good. Do you think there's a market for a t- like a celebrity wrestling league? I don't know about a, a league per se, because I feel like with the the with something like this, with Bad Bunny, the reason it works is because he's surrounded by wrestlers that have been doing this for years that aren't going to, you know, risk breaking his neck. But I think the second you you put him in with a bunch of other celebrities, I think that's where it starts falling off the rails and we're risking real injuries. So I don't, I don't think we could do that. What if they just had one pay-per-view a year where every match was a celebrity versus a wrestler? That See, that's... Hey... <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna plug myself real quick. I wrote I wrote about you know the the uh, culmination <laughs> of, of these entertainment and and wrestling worlds, and I think there there definitely is a market for it. Honestly, in terms of like there's the personalities for it, and if you just send someone down to train for a couple months, I could see an event like that possibly happening, and it would definitely be a draw in terms of uh, f- fans having interest outside of wrestling. And as shown today, like if you give the the wrestler or the the artist enough time to train, like they can put something together with talented wrestlers around them that are going to keep them safe. So I don't see why not. I don't know if anyone's crazy enough to do it, but I would love to see it. Okay, well, we'll, we'll I'll suggest that to WWE the next time I talk to him. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. 
to find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. We gotta get we gotta sprint a little bit. So I'll just say mm-hmm. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon was about ten times more fun than I expected it to be. For sure. You mentioned the fifty year old man flying. That the spot where Braun Strowman ripped open the cage was amazing. Like, so so simple and so perfectly done. Like it was just an amazing Braun Strowman moment. And even when Shane started waving to him, I was like, Oh, I know what's gonna happen. But still, they executed it with such precision that I, I don't know. I was just like. Uh, kudos to those guys and kudos to Shane McMahon for trying to kill it, kill himself once again. I don't know how he does it every year, man. Like I, what does he have to prove at this point? Like who is telling this man that you need to jump off the cage at age 50? Like who, who is telling, who is in his ear being like, you need to do this every year. Hats off to him. My only complaint of the night, my only like real eye roll, repeated eye roll of the night. Whoever thought it was a good idea to say Braun Strowman is dedicating this match to everyone who's ever been called stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, did they think that's like going to get him over as a baby face? I, hey, be a star. I remember when they were going hard with that campaign, the be a star campaign. You got to stand up against the bullies. Even if you happen to be like the biggest guy in the locker room who's definitely been a bully in the past, you got to stand up to the bullies, Dave. I, I support it. <laughs> I saw someone on Reddit or something say, and I almost, I, I laughed so hard when I saw it, that they were expecting, I don't even know if this is what they said, but this is the way I read it. How great would it have been if, if, if Braun Strowman had, when they were up on the top of the cage before he threw Shane back in, if he was just, if he, if he's through Shane th- down through the announce table, a la Hell in a Cell, thereby losing the match because Shane hit the floor and it actually vindicated Shane calling him an idiot. Like that would have been the finish for the finish for the ages. But um, as someone who has been called stupid, I didn't feel a little bit, even a tiny bit better uh, after Braun Strowman won that match, but I appreciate the effort WWE. Um, one other thing we have to talk about is new day versus AJ Styles and almost the, this is talking about making stars. It would be really hard to do a power ranking of who was booked the best tonight, who was booked with the most perfection. But Omos has got to be up there. They used him exactly right. They waited ex- the exact amount of time until all the fans were just like, I want to see him wrestle. Like, yeah, I just want to see him doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he got in the ring with a weird button-down shirt, sleeveless <laughs> button-down pajama shirt, and... He was just awesome. He was like laughing like a Street Fighter villain, like just like throwing dudes around. Xavier and Kofi just sold like 
they were getting, you know, shot with a machine gun and it was just awesome. It was just awesome. Kofi's face when he took that power slam, I mean, took the um, uh, power bomb. Well, I mean, he was playing dead, like literally. He right. looked like he his eyes were open as he was lying on the ground, not moving. Like it was <laughs> nuts. Um, so yeah, I don't know what you can do with Omas tomorrow or for the rest of his career, but that tonight he looked like a million bucks, man. It's funny because I wanted to be angry about this match and the fact that AJ Styles was a certified jobber in this match. Like, I don't think AJ got a single move in. Like, not not one move. And I think you've been, really been pushing the idea of, like, AJ being a, a, a Mr. WrestleMania because, like, <laughs> that he's got that level of, of like, that skill set and, you know, that uh, name recognition to be that guy. But they said, fuck all that. We're going to use you just – we're going to have you for the re- name recognition. You're going to get beat up a lot, and we're just going to debut this giant – and it somehow I wasn't mad by the end of the match just because no. almost looked so great. He got I, I lied. AJ got his one spot in the phenomenal forearm. I was gonna say of, there you go. Almost his, uh, off his shoulders, which was crazy. But other than that, he was just there for the ride. But it worked honestly. It really did. Well, well for the record, uh, Seth Rollins has laid claim to the Mister WrestleMania title, so I guess AJ can't <laughs> have it. But um, I agree. I mean, AJ. I said it last. I said it on the show last time. Uh, you know, if you're not in a one-on-one match. If it's like an old guy against a young guy, the, the young person or the old person is usually trying to make the young person look like a star. In this case, AJ was there to make Omos look like a star, and he worked. It worked. He got him over, and and wow, it was great. Uh, the mat. The night started off with Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. It was actually kind of poetic to do it this way because. Drew McIntyre got to be the first, as he had requested several times in the past, he got to be the first person out in front of a live crowd, which he earned. Like the past year, Drew gets to write his own ticket after what he's gone through or what this company's gone through, but he he led, you know, Raw through this crazy year. And um, damn, that was a really good match. That was a really, really good match. I was, I was tempering my expectations to a extreme amount going into here. Um, I, you know, Drew McIntyre is, and I've said it many times, probably in the very upper echelon of like guys who work the WWE style, whatever that means, like putting on like real WWE style matches. I remember when he and Seth Rollins had like an 18 month feud uh, on and off, mostly just like raw matches. Man, they have incredible chemistry because they both, whatever the modern WWE style is, it's what happens when Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins get into a ring together. <laughs> Lashley's a little bit more of a wild card, right? I right. didn't know exactly how what this chemistry was going to be. I went back and watched some of their matches, their feud last year, and, you know, nothing to get too excited about. Um, this was a really, really good match. Really, really well booked. Like, just someone put a whole lot of thought into it. And... um the wrestlers obviously put a whole lot of thought into it. And I was surprised when Lashley won. I think I would have been surprised either way, but I was really surprised when Lashley won. They told a story that there was just no way to predict what was going to happen. Ultimately, I feel like booking Lashley this way was in Drew's benefit. I think to just give him this belt now after 
losing it what a month ago to the Miz, it, it would have wouldn't have done him really the service as the babyface. It's got to fight back to get that championship. And another thing that uh, that came from this match, which might be a hot take. I think the decision to to disband the Hurt Business makes a little more sense now in terms of when Bobby Lashley came down that ramp, he was clearly the heel. Like there was no, I didn't hear much cheering for Bobby that entire match. And he just felt like he was, he was now the bad guy. I think if you keep the Hurt Business, there's the possibility because, you know, we saw them go against uh, Retribution where they were kind of these tweeners that were like... Uh, Bullies for hire, essentially. But, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's with just Bobby Lashley and the the way things have gone down these past few weeks, he's like the ultimate heel. And I think with the the booking decision here, now it's like we could get this for a good six months of of Drew having to build back up to get an opportunity to face Bobby Lashley while Bobby Lashley goes on a rampage. So I think ultimately it it really all worked out. Um, But what do you think about, you know, the not having the hurt business here? Does it help or hurt the match? I don't, I'm not going to sit here and and co-sign that it's a good idea to break them up, but but they were fine. They were fine, just the two of them tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what the, what the difference would have been if they just banned Shelton and Cedric from ringside. But uh, but you're right. They were Bobby Lashley is a much more hateable guy when he's when it's just him and MVP. I I, I, I agree with you on that point. Um. Man, those guys put on a real banger, and I, and and whoever, I mean, whatever happens next, I assume this is not the last we'll see of these two guys. But I mean, I think that as much as I thought this was a toss-up, Bobby Lashley winning shocked me more than I expected it to, and uh, I'm very excited to see where this goes. Now, listen, we have uh, the 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 post WrestleMania tradition is generally that all of these feuds will last another month or two, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't love that idea and you know, maybe they've seen the light at WWE, but whatever happens next, like separate from the feuds that we got, I got to tell you, I'm very intrigued by what Bobby Lashley, who Bobby Lashley would be defending against next. I don't even know the answer to that. I'm very, I'm very intrigued with like the raw tag division. Now I'm very intrigued with, I'm intrigued what they do with Braun Strowman after Shane, after he's done with Shane. Is he in the title picture now? You know, is it, we're going to see Braun versus Lashley? He's the second, he might be the second, like, biggest baby face on the card now, if you really think about it. The the way they're pushing him as the anti, the anti-bullying giant, like, there's, I don't know who else is at that upper echelon of guys that should be facing Bobby Lashley, so I think we might be getting that, unless Keith Lee makes a return. Like, I can't really think of anybody else. Um. Yeah, the Keith Lee thing is still just sort of bonkers. Uh, I guess we'll figure all that all that out in the future. There was some COVID involved with um, uh, at some point during his absence. I don't think he. I don't know if he had it or it was just suspect. His girlfriend for it, did. Yeah. It's all very very strange. Uh, uh. Also, there was a apparently a COVIDy thing with Tom Phillips, which is why he wasn't on the show. Although, if you wanted. Uh, you know, just make up some wild stories. He apparently just has just been replaced. He's off Monday Night Raw and has been replaced with Adnan Verk, who you might remember from ESPN. He's been doing a lot of other stuff. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's going to be a really big look for Monday Night Raw, or at least a big shift. It'd be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, listen, I don't hate that decision. I just think Tom Phillips is great. I also think it's. I also think it's just kind of. I mean, I shouldn't be mad at WWE for 
come for for new ideas. But it is weird that you've just been like training an army of announcers in house for the past like decade, and now you're just like, nah, we don't like them anymore. You know, we're we're gonna yeah. do something different. It's weird. Anyway, enough enough sad talk. Uh, <laughs> my, uh, WrestleMania night one was freaking amazing. I mean, it was just so well done. And to see, I mean, we can circle back around. That main event was something really special. And and I, talking about what happens next, I mean, these two can fight forever and I'll be satisfied. But which, I mean, I, I can't tell you the last time WWE ran a card where I was just like, I... Not only do I agree, but I am like pleasantly surprised by every single booking decision. Right, right. Let's just hope night two is as exciting and surprising as this one. Yeah, yeah, I think it will be. I think. I mean, now my now my expectations are really high, so maybe it won't live up. Yeah. Then, but uh, <laughs> but I think it'll be great. Listen, we got to get out of here. It's late at night. You got to post this podcast. Thank you for doing this. Um, for everybody listening out there, John and I are doing it for. All of you. Every one of you has ever been called stupid. Yes, sir. Uh, this podcast is for you. Apologies, as always, to the incredibly intelligent Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. John Moxley. We'll see you back here next... Oh, no, no. We'll see you back here tomorrow night, humanoids. Tony Schiavone here on The Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on The Masked Man Show. 